This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Grant Ramey coming to you from the Blount County Satellite Office of Go Vols 24-7. As you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, this is a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. And Grant, I'll let you get right to it here, buddy. Why are, uh, why are we having another one of these breaking news podcasts? Tennessee basketball has its second commitment in the 20. 20- 21 class, Jemai Meshack out of Rancho Cucamonga, California, a four-star guy, 6'5", 190, uh, another really good piece to add to the class alongside Kennedy Chandler, the five-star point guard that they got a few weeks ago. Uh, Meshack's a guy that's versatile, defender, physical, uh, praised on and off the court for kind of his work ethic and how he plays the game and approaches the game. Uh, Really makes a ton of sense for Tennessee, even though they kind of got in late on the process. They didn't offer him until June. Uh, but Mike Schwartz, associate head coach, he's a California guy, connected really quick with Meshack. They made up a lot of ground really quickly, and, and they've added another really, really good player to their class, a, a four-star guy, a guy that's on the climb. I think he was up 22 spots the last time we updated our rankings in the 247 uh, for the 2021 class. He's number 43 in the country, uh, number nine among small forwards. He's a wing, obviously, uh, and number three out of the state of California, so uh, the, the recruiting momentum for Tennessee basketball keeps rolling in the right direction. Yeah, it's crazy, Grant, where this thing has gone. It, it's gone to a point where and I don't you know, mean to, to belabor the point here, but Tennessee basketball has just added the number 43 overall prospect in America despite getting in really late in his recruitment. So this is not a deal where, you know, this is not one of those guys that, that Tennessee – you know, maybe they've known about him for years, maybe they haven't, but, you know, Kennedy Chandler's a guy they've been dogging for a few years now on the trail trying to get him, you know, same with some of those other five-star types they've had the past few years. This guy was maybe a later bloomer, a guy who they jumped in on late, a guy from 3,000 miles away, and still, in the end, there are the Vols. Yeah, and you have to credit Mike Schwartz. Uh, He's obviously done a lot of work quickly here uh, to get Tennessee involved in a big way. Um, they had been trending in this direction. They felt like the team to beat. They kind of felt like the team with the momentum in Jemai Meshack's recruitment, uh, which is a, a pretty big credit when you consider what everybody's been dealing with in the recruiting world the last six months. They've, they've had to change the way they do everything because you can't travel and athletes can't travel. So uh, to go to California uh, and to reach a player without bringing him on campus, without ever you being in person with him, uh, that's that's a lot of work, and it, and it, you know, they just kind of keep adapting and kind of keep moving forward. I think it's a credit to their entire staff. I think uh, Jemai Meshek is a guy that uh, he plays. He, when when I've talked to him, he's told me he plays for a really tough basketball coach, and he wants to go and play for a really tough basketball coach. Obviously, Rick Barnes has that kind of reputation as 
in terms of player development, how much he's going to push you. Uh, and then they had Mike Schwartz and that California connection. So I think it's a thing where Tennessee basketball, A, has that momentum in the recruiting trail. They, they're a program that's nationally relevant right now with the way they've been recruiting these last few classes. Um, and they took advantage uh, of a couple of nice connections here and uh, added another good player. Yeah, and, and Grant, how would you – sort of describe him as a player you know let me let me back up for one second here I do think that that it is important to note that this young man has not been on Tennessee's campus yet and he's 3,000 miles from home normally that's the kind of thing where I you know I would start saying I'm not sure about this you know he's got to take some some visits he's got to make sure but in the pandemic right now the way everything is you can't really go anywhere anyway so you're doing all virtual visits and maybe that stuff doesn't really matter as much right now because, you know, you can't really go visit anywhere. I guess he could drive by some of those California campuses and at least drive by the campuses right now, but he can't really visit. You know, there's a lot of things he, he can't do, so I don't I don't think that matters quite as much. But as a player, Grant, when, when you look at sort of how he is, I'll, I'll read the um, – I'll read what we got from from John Gershon, one of our national basketball analysts. He says this is a physical wing with good size and long arms, plus athlete with ideal toughness, physicality, competitor who plays consistently hard, one of the top defenders nationally in the 2021 class, uses size, length, athleticism, motor, and instincts to lock up opposing guards and wings, should be able to guard at least three positions at the next level, handle and jumper have improved but could still get better. Scores many of his points slashing and in transition or on the offensive glass with cuts. Pro- projects as a high major starter with ultimate success predicated on continued development of offensive skill. So that does kind of sound like a guy that Rick Barnes would like to coach. Yeah, when, when I read that, uh, when it just kind of goes down the checklist of, of what Rick Barnes uh, wants. Uh, he wants that physicality on the wing. Obviously, any basketball coach is going to want that kind of size and athleticism. Uh, that Jemai Meshack has. Um, obviously, in terms of offensive game, yeah, there still needs to be some development there. But if you're starting, uh, if kind of the, the foundational starting blocks that you're building on to start a college career is the fact that you want to run and score in transition and you want to run on cuts and you want to score on the offensive glass, those are things that Rick Barnes wants anyway. So if you're starting there, that's a really good place uh, to start with. And then the versatility on the defensive end, obviously, uh, that's a huge thing with Rick Barnes. Uh, and this coaching staff, they want to play really good defense. They think this team coming up is one of the better teams that they'll have defensively, and they want to kind of continue that uh, momentum on that end of the floor. And if you can add a guy that's versatile, obviously you know how much versatility that Eve Pons has showed uh, over the last three years and what they want him to do as a senior. Uh, I think you look at this guy, 6'5", 190, you would like him to kind of be an Eve Pons kind of guy on the defensive end, somebody that can uh, guard you know, multiple positions, uh, kind of be all over the backcourt. Uh, help you in rebounding, help you in blocking shots. Uh, and if you can score, uh, if you can be a pretty good offensive player, uh, you add all those things together. It's a, it's it's kind of like a scouting report that Tennessee would write. What they're looking for in a player is, is a lot of the stuff that this guy brings to the table. Yeah, and it sounds like, and I don't, I, I'd be paraphrasing here because I don't have the exact quote, but I've heard this variation of this quote so many times from Rick Barnes that you know you know effort is something that he considers you know kind of an ability and your coachability is kind of an ability but if you have the tools he feels like he can build just about everything else and you know it's it's like mentally you know if you're tough enough and athletically you have some ability 
you know, he's not going to be bothered by the fact that he needs to get more consistent with his handles and his jumper. That's not something that's going to bother Rick Barnes because that's something that's right in his wheelhouse, right? Right. He's going to develop players. I mean, uh, you just give him the basic frame and he's going to fill in all the stuff that he wants to fill in and add the stuff that he wants to add. I mean, go back to Grant Williams, how raw he was and, and what kind of work he needed. Obviously, people, you know, questioned his size and build and stuff, but with, with the skill set that he had and, and the way they developed him, I think you look at this guy, Jemima Meshack, with the size that he already brings in from the jump. He's already a six five physical kid. Uh, on the wing, if you can just add what you want to add and develop the areas that you think need development, I think he's going to be a really good player, uh, a really good addition. Obviously, they still need bigs in this class. They're going to need bigs moving forward. Uh, that's something that they'll obviously keep going after uh, with a few names on their board. Uh, but to add this guy in the backcourt uh, alongside Kennedy Chandler, 2021 classes, uh, off to a really good start, and it kind of continues to head in a, a really good place. You know something that I really do like about this th- this Tennessee basketball staff, Grant? Well, actually, I mean, th- there's a lot of things I like about this Tennessee basketball staff, but one of them is that you go to different pockets of the country – and they've got connections there probably, you know, you, you go like, for instance, you go up to the Northeast and, you know, especially in the New York area right there, you know, Desmond Oliver has all kinds of connections there. You look at the places in, in the Midwest and, and places out maybe around Colorado and, and different areas that Kim English played when he was um, a player at the college and professional level. He's got a lot of connections there. You know, you go out to the West Coast and Mike Schwartz has connections there. And he's also got some connections with European basketball. You know, you just you go to and then Rick Barnes is a guy who just about everybody in the basketball world knows of. Um, and he's got certain pockets of the country, you know, the Carolinas and Texas, where he's got really, really strong connections. So you go to different parts of the country and it's almost like, you know, there might be a couple of blind spots here or there on the map, but there's not many. It seems like in just about every place in the country, they've got someone who's got some connections there. So, you know, I know you think of a football staff traditionally that way because you've got such a big staff. And in basketball, you know, you don't have quite as big a staff. So if you can cover basically an entire map with just a few guys, you're in, you're in business. Yeah, and, and I think they – Obviously, I think this staff complements each other well on the floor uh, and off the floor. Uh, I think the way they work together uh, is a pretty big strength. Uh, we, I mean, we asked Rick Barnes about his staff when he had one of his Zoom calls a, a couple weeks ago, kind of how they've adapted uh, over these last few months and trying to figure out kind of the new normal uh, in the recruiting world until this passes. Uh, and he basically said, you know, those guys are responsible for everything in terms of uh you know, adapting to the virtual visits, to the the Zoom calls and, you know, all that kind of stuff, the way you have to make changes. Uh, And Rick basically said, you know, what they tell me to do, I do. Um, They, they kind of set everything up and they bring him along in the process. And, you know, he's part of these recruiting processes as well, but uh, you're right about the way they cover the map. I mean, there's, there's really very few areas in, uh, in the country that they're not afraid to go. I mean, Obviously, Paulo Benchero ended up coming into Duke a couple weeks ago, but you know Kim English wasn't afraid to go to Seattle uh, multiple times and, and try to pluck one of the one of the most elite players in this class to Tennessee away from Blue Bloods. Obviously, it didn't work, but you know he did the same thing with Kennedy Chandler in Memphis. He can go to he can go to Tulsa, he can go to Missouri, he can go to Baltimore. Uh, you mentioned Toronto, uh, New York, got the grassroots programs in Toronto that, that Rick has connections to, that Dez has connections to. Uh, and to get a talented guy, Jim Ameshek, out of California uh, in the, the limited turnaround time that they did it. Uh, I think it's a credit 
to the staff, uh, to the ground they're, they're willing to cover uh, to find these guys. And it's a, it's a credit to this, this program's momentum right now and uh, how they keep adding these really nice pieces. And it's also very Rick Barnes to admit the fact that basically the young guys do uh, yeah. a lot of that heavy lifting and logistics and they just tell him where to go. Yeah, they help him. They help him work his iPhone, I guess. Basically, yeah. The uh, you know, it's like I think Rick probably knows how to make a call. Uh, he knows like you know how to, for instance, like how to put the car in reverse. There are things <laughs> that he knows how to do. You know, you know he can like uh, when he's you know, got utensils and he's eating, he can put the food to his mouth. But but when it gets more complicated than that, it's he's bringing in the young guys. Basically, he's letting the young cats do that. So uh, and I I just like the fact that he's so honest about it too. I mean, you'd you'd have a you'd see a lot of coaches. There, there's a lot of egos there that that they won't admit things like that. I think Rick. Right. It's not like he takes it as a point of pride. But I don't think he takes it as a point of pride, like in himself, more like with his staff, saying like, "I hired these guys for a reason. They're good." For sure, he's a uh, he, he's not a ton into the credit game. He wants to uh, credit his staff just about any time. Uh, you can credit his staff in just about any way. If, if there's something that his staff is uh, responsible for, he's going to call it out. He's not going to try to uh, be the face of the organization uh, when it when it doesn't have to you know, be that way. He's going to be a guy that's going to try to share the credit and uh, he's built a really good coaching staff and, and this staff as a whole, Rick included, uh, has been really good about finding guys that build a really good basketball culture, find players that build a really good uh, basketball culture. It's one thing to find the physical talents and the kind of athletes that you want at these positions. It's another thing to fit all these pieces of the puzzle together the right way and to create the kind of basketball culture that you want. Um, they've done that really well since they got here, since uh, 2015, I guess. And I think if you look up Jemai Meshack, if you're a Twitter user, uh, search him on there. And, and on his account, he will thank everybody that writes a story about him in his recruitment. Uh, if you just search his name, there's, there's, you'll find tweets about people talking about what kind of kid he is uh, on, the, on the court and off the court, uh, kind of how he approaches the game like a pro, uh, how he handles himself like a pro off the court. Uh, so I think, obviously, besides just the, the physical t- talents, I think it's a, another credit to the staff uh, to get a guy that really fits this culture and kind of moves it forward. I think that's a good place to go in this first segment. Guys, we're going to be right back. We're going to take some uh, take a commercial break, listen to some products, services, in-house ads, all those other fun things. And then we're going to come back, and we're going to continue discussing Tennessee's uh, recent commitment, uh, commitment from today, actually, uh, Jemai Meshack, a six foot five wing out of California. Talk more about this young fellow when we get back. Hashtag ad. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the GoVols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio and Grant Ramey coming to you from the Blunt County Satellite Office of GoVols 24-7 down there in Merville. And Grant, uh, Tennessee basketball has added yet another big-time commitment, Jemai Meshack, five wing at a Rancho Cucamonga, California. I- I'll never... I'll never, ever get tired of saying that name. I think I've covered uh, maybe one football prospect who, who was from that town. Uh, but that one and San Luis Obispo right there in, in California also. There's some great, great town names down there over there in California. And Grant, with, with this kid here as a player – actually, let me reverse that one second. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. I should have mentioned that coming straight out of the break. Please go in there and rate and review this podcast. I made a note here, and I almost forgot to say it. Anyway, please go in, rate and review this podcast. Please go in and and give us a rating. Please go in there and drop some questions in there. Uh, Drop some feedback in there. We're not above constructive criticism. We're happy to hear all that stuff. Uh, The good, the bad, the ugly. Just let us know what you like. Uh, When we start giving away, hopefully, some merch later on, we'll be uh, doing some giveaways maybe through that avenue. So uh, whether you're listening to us, wherever you can cast a fine pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, all these different places. We're on all of them. Go check us out. Obviously, you're doing that, but please hit the subscribe button. Please rate. Please review. Grant, with with Jemai Meshack here, or Meshack, I guess I should say, when you look at at numbers here for Tennessee, I I know that um, it's tough now because with Tennessee basketball over most of the past decade, you've kind of known going into each year – give or take what your your number situation might be when you're looking at scholarships. But with the caliber of players Tennessee is recruiting now, all of a sudden that becomes much more complicated, doesn't it? Because you don't know exactly, is this guy a one-and-done, a two-and-done, a three-and-done, or a four-and-done, and what does that do numbers-wise? How much, how much of a – I don't want to say – a problem. If it's a problem, it's a good problem to have, but in terms of kind of massaging these numbers and figuring out where things are going. Yeah, I think it's a good problem to have. Um, I think it's a good problem right now to have because you're going to have a lot of scholarship space open up uh, in this 2021 class. Um, just kind of when you go down the roster, you have three seniors, John Fulton, Eve Ponds, EJ, and Asiki. That's going to open up three scholarship spots. Okay, right now you've already filled uh, if you have two commitments, you've filled two of those three scholarship spots in theory. Obviously, that doesn't happen until they sign, uh, but you're you're counting those guys towards those numbers. Um, obviously, um, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer are considered uh, one-and-done prospects. They're both projected uh, in the first round of the 2021 NBA draft by most outlets. I think Keon's projected as a lottery pick uh, in ESPN. I think Jaden's a little bit farther down. In the first round, you look at Josiah James. Is he a guy that, if he has a breakout year, could he go to the draft? Uh, depends on what kind of season he has. Um, so that's what well, that's three seniors and three possible underclassmen that are gone. So you're you're going to have somewhere between three and six scholarship openings. Um, so you look at this class right now: Kennedy Chandler, uh, Jemai Meshack. Those are two guys that help you kind of 
you know, fill in the blanks in the backcourt, then you kind of turn your attention uh, to the forwards, those guys you need in the front court. And it's just a matter of trying to figure out how many spaces you have there uh, and which guys you end up getting. Yeah, and that, that kind of led me into my next question, Grant. When you start talking about maybe who are guys who still fit this class, you know, because now we see – uh, we see Chandler, we see Meshack, we we see the, the, the sort of the foundation, some of the foundation pieces of the class coming together. But there are a lot of big, big, big fish that are still out there in this class, guys who are still very much on Tennessee's radar and guys who still have Tennessee very much on their radar. You know, and, and you look at maybe, obviously you can look at it, it's not hard to figure out, at least one big man, maybe more. I, I mean, there's lots of different ways they could go with this. But they do need size in this class, don't they? They do for sure. Um, one name that kind of popped up a little bit out of nowhere uh, over the last few days, there seems to be some uh, buzz that kind of was a little bit unexpected between Tennessee and Ryan Mutombo. Uh, obviously, you recognize that name, the son of Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, previously, he was thought as basically a Georgetown lock, uh, or at least a, a very heavy Georgetown lean. Uh, he's got guys like Florida State, Stanford, obviously others like that after him. He's a 6'11", 235 center uh, in the class, number 71 overall player, uh, ranked number 13 at centers. Uh, Georgia Tech's another one, obviously, Atlanta, hometown school. That's after him. But uh, there's there's been a little bit of buzz there. Obviously, that's another top 100 prospect, um, a really good player, a guy that's added 25, 30 pounds over the last year and has kind of started to collect offers. Uh, Jabari Smith, obviously the power forward, the five-star guy. He's the guy that's been on their radar for a while, a name that everybody knows. It was him and Paulo Benchero as those two elite power forwards that they were chasing. Uh, when Paulo committed to Duke, it was like, you know, that's, it's a shame that Tessie misses out on a guy that they put that much effort into. But at the same time, you've got Jabari Smith right behind him, the number five overall player in the class, uh, one of the best players uh, in the country, obviously uh, elite of the elite, uh, out of Tyrone, Georgia, a guy that they had on campus in February and a guy that they're going to keep pushing for, fighting the likes of, you know, uh, Auburn, Georgia, Old Miss, all these SEC teams, and the Blue Bloods are trying to get in on now North Carolina and, and schools like that. Another one, uh, Charles Bediaco, the, the six foot eleven center, uh, a four star guy in the the twenty four seven sports ratings, number twenty seven overall player in the class. Uh, he's at IMG Academy, but he's out of Canada, uh, so he's he's got those Canadian roots that Tennessee obviously can tap into a little bit. Uh, that's another guy that's. Uh, got the uh, Alabama's Dukes, Ohio State's, those kind of schools after him. So that's another one they'll try to chase after, another elite big man. Um, Caleb Houston reclassified from 2022 to 2021. He's a five-star big man, uh, and he jumped straight into, I believe, the top ten of the class once he reclassified, and, and Tennessee's offered him, and they're going after him a little bit. So uh, there's there's some elite prospects on the board. It's just a matter of figuring out uh, when the chips fall and how the chips fall because Tennessee obviously needs to add size like that to this class before they're done yeah it's just crazy when you start looking at at the at the guys who you know are, are at the top of Tennessee's board and then the guys who are like on the second or even third level of Tennessee's board those are guys that that would have been um you know the star attraction to so many Tennessee classes over the past decade or so right or 15 20 right. years and that's just sort of an indication of where they are right now and I'll tell you even getting your foot in the door with a kid like Matumbo I I know that that maybe legacy commitments and things like that <clears throat> maybe kids are a little bit different these days maybe they have more options and things like that don't mean as quite as much as they used to but I'll tell you I, I had written him off as a Georgetown kid a long time ago maybe that's just an old habit that you see you know you see that name you see the fact that how bad Georgetown wants him you see 
ah, you know, his dad's so beloved there, man, I just don't see how that goes any other way. But then you hear, well, maybe not. So, I mean, that tells you that if they're able to get the, the attention of those kids, you know, it's one thing if, like, you know, your Dukes, Carolinas, and Kentuckys kind of jump in there and, and kind of usurp people. They do that all the time. But um, Tennessee now, you look at what they did with with, with Meshack just kind of swooping in there for the kill. And, and now the way that they're, they're getting into some, some momentum with Matumbo and you start going, man, they're just – they're really acting like a big boy on the block. Yeah, and, and I think good players want to play with good players. I think that's something that's said in recruiting circles a ton. Uh, elite players want to play with elite players. Uh, if you get a guy like Kennedy Chandler in this class, uh, and right after he commits, he mentions a guy like Jemima Meshack as a guy that he wants to go after and add to this class, uh, and Tennessee does that, um, you know, that's that's just going to keep kind of, you know, rolling forward in terms of, uh, recruiting momentum. It's it's, it's not going to just stop uh, once you keep adding these players. Uh, the more of these elite prospects you're after, or the more of these elite prospects that you're kind of in the boat for, uh, one of the top schools for, uh, and when you get them, I think it's just going to keep rolling forward and, and good players want to play with good players. And it's a great, great thing for Tennessee basketball to have a situation to be in where uh, you can come in late on a, pro- a prospect if you have to, if it happens that way, and, uh, and still make up the ground and get them. So uh, if there is that kind of a momentum with Matumbo, maybe maybe that's a guy to keep an, an eye on. Obviously, everybody's going to be watching Javari Smith until something changes. Betty Yako, too. Uh, and Caleb Houston, I don't know how far they are into that one. It feels like that one, they would have more ground to make up than just about any of them. But uh, it's another elite name that, that's on their board, and they're going to keep going after Yeah, are there any of these guys, Grant, who, who are announcing or, you know, because th- these kids will pop up and say, hey, by the way, I'm deciding next week. So you don't really ever know in a lot of cases, but are there any other guys coming up on the near horizon who have planned something that we know of? No, that's the fun thing about recruiting is, uh, oh, hey, Paolo Benchero on a random uh, yeah. Thursday afternoon, I think, commits to Duke when nobody had a time frame in mind for when he was going to make a decision. That or, came out of nowhere. Yeah, it just kind of happens. So uh, that's the fun of recruiting. Uh, luckily, with Jemai Meshack, with Kennedy Chandler, there's a little bit of advance notice. They put out a date in, in advance, uh, uh, maybe even a time, I think, with Kennedy Chandler of when they were going to announce something and how they were going to announce it. So. Uh, right now, I still think time frames are kind of all over the board a little bit because everybody's trying to figure out what's going on this fall. Uh, when will they be able to make visits again? I mean, it's it's a huge it's a huge moment in time for this 2021 class because in the fall, when everything kind of starts getting rolling, you you do these fall visits. You you try to decide if you want to do something by November or wait and do it in the spring. Uh, they obviously haven't had a normal summer at all, dating back all the way uh, back to March. They didn't have a normal spring or a normal summer. And now they're trying to find out something about an unpredictable fall and, and moving forward and, and when recruiting will get back to its normal self. So uh, right now, timetables are all over, all over the board. I don't think there's any set in stone dates for any of these guys. It's just to kind of sit back and watch and try to figure out when it's going to happen and, and what's going to happen. It's also worth noting that the NCAA will have much more control over what people do with basketball than it'll do with what ten- people can do with football. Right. Uh, right. at least at the at least at the at the highest level you know because in FBS football um, it's really hard for the NCAA to really step in and do a tremendous amount but for division one basketball uh, with all 30, 331 or however many programs there are 340 whatever the number is now they have a lot more control over those uh, so so they'll have much more say in how this goes because uh, you're they, playing for their championship. Basically, yeah. And in, in FBS football, you, technically you're not. So, uh, Grant, last thing I've got, I know that um, 
unless I'm mis- misremembering this Roger Clemens style, I think that the <laughs> that the last the last uh, most recent Tennessee basketball player from California was was Ronaldo Woolridge, was it not? I think yes. They, I, I was thinking. Uh, I looked this up the other day because I was thinking, when was the last time they got a kid out of California? But they had three right there. Uh, Melvin Goins was out of the San Diego area. Yep. I think yes, he was. Uh, Ronaldo Woolridge was L.A. Is that right? Yes. And there was another one. Um, I think during that, I guess that was the Bruce Pearl era. There was another one um, in that area. I can't remember his name. Escapes me uh, because th- those three, I think, were the first. There had only been one before those three. I'm thinking that was in the 90s or something. I don't know, but yeah. Well, all I'm saying is with this, the last time that Tennessee took sort of a wing player, wing-type player from California that I can remember was Ronaldo Woolridge, and he rapped. So does Jemai <laughs> Meshack rap? I don't I don't know if there's any swiper boy um, potential for Jemai Meshack. I'll have to double-check, but if, if there is, I haven't heard of it yet. If, if, if he does, we'll have to see if we can get him on the podcast here, and I'll just start uh, dropping some bars here from our beat maker, our beat laboratory, and I'll see if he can. Uh, I'll see if he can throw down some bars for us. That would be that would be neat. Anything else, Grant? The beat laboratory. Never heard it called that before, but hey, whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't really call it that either. <laughs> it just it just popped up in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> Step into my office, the beat laboratory. Yes, yeah. This is the uh, yeah. This is not a beat laboratory. This is a. Uh, I don't know how many. Uh, I don't know how many beat uh, beat laboratories have like uh, brown leather couches. Uh, just think. commit to it and roll with it. There you go. It's the beat laboratory here. Grant, anything else, buddy? That's it. I'm out. <laughs> and I think that will just about make us out for this podcast right now. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown's P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. You can also find, if you just want Tennessee news, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. That's all Tennessee news there. Or you can go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7, where it's not all Tennessee news, um, but a vast majority of it there is Tennessee news. Or if you want that delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring Water just right from the tap, Go get that at GoBalls247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get your coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, Lady Vol Sports, where Marie Cornelius, the award-winning Marie Cornelius, does a great job, great job covering all Lady Vol Sports for us. Uh, or, you know, you can go get, if you just want to go talk to us, you can go do that right there on GoVols 24-7's checkerboard, or you can go to the Summit for Lady Vols News. Basically, you go there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, ask a question, we will get to it at one point or another we got the early risers like Ramey I'm more of a night owl myself so basically throughout the day we've got someone on there pretty much all the time uh, to get you uh, your Tennessee news Tennessee coverage or if you just want to come by and chat for a while listen we're all stuck in a quarantine right now and a lot of us are anyways and so you know we sit around and commiserate that's what we do so go do that with us there and if you're a member for less than for less than one mediocre lunch per month, you can be a member of GoVols 24-7. So go check that out, please. It's really easy to do. And if you pay us full price, you get free access to CBS All Access, which is CBS's streaming platform. You get uh, everything in the CBS catalog, every show ever made, commercial free, new movies in and out every month, live sports also, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League. Uh, which is obviously, you know, UEFA Champions League is, is above Crystal Palace's and Arsenal's pay grade right now. But uh, but that's okay. You can still go watch it right there 
at CBS All Access. You can also get CBS uh, coverage of uh, NCAA football, uh, college football, SEC football. Uh, you can get uh, NCAA basketball, March Madness. All that stuff is right there. And you also get uh, World Series of Poker stuff, exclusive podcast stuff, tons of stuff there. And and not just CBS. There's also stuff from Comedy Central, stuff from MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all that stuff right there, and that's more than $100 of annual value. We will give you for free, no questions asked, no questions asked, in perpetuity, if you join GoVols 24-7. So go check that out, and if nothing else, guys, you should hear from us by, let's say, Thursday at the latest, unless something happens before then, which God knows in 2020, something always could. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.